champions. Oh, we are oh. back. We're back, boys. Let's do it. Um, man, don't I? It's um. Oh yeah. Ooh. Uh, so yeah. Um, a little. A little unconventional podcast intro there, but you're listening to the Romans Empire podcast, where all we do is talk Chelsea and talk shit about Real Madrid and Florentino Perez and all their shithousery that they committed today. But in better news, Sam, we got our away goal, we got the one-one, and the best part is it's following up a really, really good result against West Ham, right? Yeah, like I feel like you totally forgot about that for a second. That the 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 battle for top four is just as important unless you're completely sold on us winning champions league this year in that case top four battle is not that important but i don't i mean after today all i have to say is i feel very comfortable for the second leg uh i really do feel comfortable second leg um so hey yeah whoever we play i think it, it it i mean obviously i'm not going to write us off already as advancing but it's seeming I'm I'm more comfortable I'm more comfortable or more worried about looking to who we're gonna play in the champion and in, in the finals rather than whether we can advance past Real at this point. Maybe a little cocky. I think we could. I think I think the overwhelming uh, feeling amongst Chelsea fans is one we should have won this game, but two the second game Real is gonna be in big trouble. I mean, they they really had a hard time coping with us today. But I mean, I mean, we'll get into the what is it? The meat and potatoes. I said meat and gravy last time. We'll get into the meat and potatoes a little <laughs> later, though. Oh, but meat and gravy does sound good, though, right? That sounds bomb. <laughs> really does sound good right now. All right, so we should we should start off with the West Ham match. Let me pull up the lineup real quick. Uh, so obviously, going into the match, the big talking point. We were tied on points. The winner of this match would uh, be in fourth place, pretty much. Uh, well, actually, yeah. that was the case. Uh, and we came out victorious. Uh, it was uh, a 1-0 win with a surprising goal scorer in Timo Werner. But before we get into that, let me run through the lineups. Uh, so in goal, we had Mendy back in goal. Uh, back three of Christensen, Thiago Silva, and Antonio Rudiger. Our fullbacks were Dave and Ben Chilwell. Then we we were sporting the uh, Jorgolo midfield uh, midfield pairing. Hashtag Jorgolo, get it trending. Uh, and then a front three of Mason Mount, Timo Werner, Christian Pulisic. Um, so l- l- let's start off with just overall how our, our standings now in in the premier league so again we were tied before the match uh let me i don't know why we I were actually talk. ahead we were ahead on goal differential right we tied in points yeah. ahead on goal differential so now we sit three points ahead of them uh west ham liverpool uh you have that result as well they dropped to six uh shout out newcastle with, shout out to newcastle, newcastle two matches in a row I know. they bailed us out right because gotta they love, uh gotta love it yeah, because they they beat West Ham and they drew Liverpool with uh wasn't it it was a last second goal huh it was a 90, 95th minute goal uh to keep Liverpool at bay I mean they would have they would have jumped up to fifth place we still would have been ahead of them um but 
that, that's that's all obviously I think between the two teams of West Ham and Liverpool, I would honestly say that if I would be more f- afraid of Liverpool jumping us if they were in West Ham spot, but again, it's 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 a point difference between the two. Um, so yeah. they're not they're not completely out of the picture at this point, but um, how how are you feeling right now as far as the the battle for fourth place looks? Or Honestly, I feel, I feel good. Um, I think I'm more encouraged by the performance than our position. I think I think we went out, especially in the first half, with intent. Timo's goal was great. Wish he could have done that against Real. Similar opportunity. Um, but no, I, I think it was a really good performance all the way around. I, the thing is, Sam, um, I think, I think looking at the next five league matches is, is really the way to look at this and kind of analyze, okay, do we really have a chance here? Because I'm looking at, um, you know, we play Fulham next week or this weekend, excuse me. Then we go away to Man City and then we have back-to-back home matches against Arsenal and Leicester. So, granted, Arsenal haven't been too good this season, but it's a London derby. Um, they're going to want to show up. And then, obviously, Leicester's never an easy task, um, especially, you know, the last four or five years. So, yeah, I mean, there is potential for us to drop points. But I think the beauty of all of this is we've, since Tuchel came in, we've been so good defensively. Um, so, you know, we've been able to build up a goal differential. And I think that's probably going to wind up playing a huge factor, especially if we wind up uh, struggling against one of those, you know, in, in one of those matches away at City or home to Arsenal or Leicester. Uh, we're plus 10 um, in goal differential over West Ham. So that's always really helpful for us moving forward. But overall, man, I feel really, really good about this. Um, I think the team is starting to click. Uh, yeah, granted, we're not scoring as many goals as we'd like. I think Andres in past podcasts has alluded to it before as well. It's just not going to happen this season. We the, the team is what it is right now. Um, so so this is what we got to work with. Uh, defensively, we look really good. Man, I don't know, Sam. I'm kind of ranting here, but if I have to give it odds, a percentage, uh-huh. I'm, I I feel like we're eighty percent there. Uh, we still have a bit. We, we we still have a ways to go. I'd feel a lot better if we got rid of City. And we and we picked up three points against them. Then then I think it's a lock from there on out. But and then here's here's another thing to consider. Uh, we still have midweek matchups with the Champions League. Plus we have the FA Cup final as well. Um, yeah. Which, which uh, I'm not sure if that's a midweek I think matchup. It's a weekend. It, it, yeah. It, it it I think it postponed one of our later matches. So it, I don't know if it'll actually add to schedule congestion, but. West Ham and Liverpool all out of any other tournament, so they're mm. strictly focusing on this. Uh, which, which I, I won't, I won't give too much credence to that idea, just because I do think that we're deep enough to not have it be an issue, um, especially with the five subs in Champions League. That 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 really is going to help helps. us out. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, because like when we see when we saw like the first sub that we made today, uh, it was the three subs. Um, who who was it again? Let me let me Havertz, see. Havertz. It was Havertz, Ziyech, and Reese James. For right. Dave, Werner, and Pulisic. And we're we're putting in those three who arguably are are in our best eleven, 
and they're coming in mid-match and only playing you know 30 minutes so yeah. that that's great as far as keeping them healthy uh or keeping them rested and fit so uh i i'm not too concerned about that but it is what did you I, I think it will add to it really quick i mean we, we didn't really dive into it too much i mean this is the first time we saw dave at wing back what did we think of that i well i mean i think i think he has played wing back uh when, not under uh, tuchel well he has not he hasn't started as wing back but he has played uh due to like some substitutions i think reese james got taken out and they added another center back so he oh, did play yeah. a little bit and I, the only reason why I, i'm saying that is because i remember like i forget i forget which match it was but i remember thinking like this is this is something that i want to see more because dave coming up the pitch i know he's not getting you that final ball but he's winning balls back he's making the right pass and he doesn't give the ball away i right. think that's the key thing and i think he also does a better job at playing balls and timing them to uh the forwards run a little bit better than what Reese James does. You know, Reese James is good at getting up the pitch and delivering a ball. But I think like when I, when you think about the long ball, the through ball, like, you know, mm -hmm. down the channels, I think that Dave has done, it really does a good job at timing those correctly. And I think that's obviously something that comes with more experience. Um, but I think it's because Dave played as a third center back for so long. He's used to playing that, that, that it's like that sort of weird, like, clipped ball into the channel that the forwards run onto right, he's really exactly. good at playing in that and, and i mean that's kind of his, that was his bread and butter in the back three when he was playing on the right hand side so i guess naturally i mean if you are playing in that back three especially under tuchel i mean you're considered a playmaker um if you're either one of those defenders so um and, you know and Dave, remember Dave and remember so, and remember like last episode we were talking about Christensen playing in the middle mm -hmm. and like how you never want to see that again. And, you know, so I'm, I'm saying if, if, if Tiago Silva is playing, you know, how, 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 you know, I forget exactly how I framed it, but I think what Andreas was saying was that his best, his favorite back three was, uh, Tiago Silva, uh, Rudiger on the left and then Dave on the right and you know mm -hmm. basically said that how they wouldn't be playing together really much and I thought about this exact back three that he that that was used in uh both the West Ham match and uh and uh in the Real Madrid matchup and playing mm -hmm. Dave as a wing back and I mean I don't know why I didn't say anything but that this is exactly what what happened and I think that it, it does solidify us a little bit better defensively, honestly. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to discredit what Reese James does on the defensive end. But we really have four center backs out there. And uh, I think that we do look a little bit more solid defensively. I mean, we'll give yeah. up the uh, the occasional Benzema screamer, um, you know, touch goal. <laughs> like, uh, but, hey, I'll, 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 I'll give those up if, if and throughout the rest of the match we look solid. You know, I'd rather yeah, it not I, happen, but <laughs> I want I want a quick shout out to Christensen, not only in the West Ham match, but also the Real Madrid match. I think he held his own really well, considering we were saying, please, God, do not play him on the right hand side of that back three. He looks he looks pretty comfy. 
we did get a question about that. Um, this one is mm-hmm. from at uh, not Willie B. Do we prefer Silva and Christensen playing next to each other? I think I think I, he's he's referencing what I was talking about, what we said last week. Yeah. I can't remember exactly how that went, but yeah. I don't know if I necessarily want to see Christensen start on the right every single week. I think Dave is look our our best back five, if you want to put it that way. You have Choa on the left. Uh, as a wing back, you have Rudiger as a left center back, Thiago Silva in the middle, and Dave on the right, um, and then Reese James as the right wing back. I think I think we all agree on that. But I think seeing him in these last two matches, even though I don't prefer it, I don't mind it um, because Christensen's so calm on the ball, and I don't think it necessarily matters what side Christensen's playing on, or I, I don't think we should limit him to only playing in the middle because when you have a guy like Tiago Silva who's pointing and constantly giving directions, I mean, you, Tuchel essentially sandwiched Christensen between Tiago Silva and Dave, the two most experienced players in our team. So it's going to be kind of hard to put a foot wrong when you're playing in between those guys. But at the same time, um, when he was on the ball, he was picking out the right passes. He wasn't giving anything away that was stupid. And what I like about him is, although he does a try to look for those balls to split the defense and to try and get in between the lines to feed it to the forwards, he knows when to play that ball and when not to. And you alluded to it with Dave, how he's, you know, how Dave has that know-how of, of kind of when to play the ball. You see it a little bit with Christensen. Yes, the range of passing isn't the same in terms of Christensen's not playing the long ball as often, but in terms of the calmness and in terms of keeping the flow of play moving, Christensen is 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 well suited to the right hand side as long as Thiago Silva's playing. I think I think now that I'm remembering what we were discussing last week, it wasn't even Christensen in the middle. It was Zuma in the middle. So totally yeah. disregard what I was talking about before. Uh, I'm mixing up. You're talking about Christensen playing on the side, uh, on mm-hmm. the left, instead of Zuma. You mean instead of Rudiger? Oh, oh, you're right. Okay, no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. yeah. Because yeah. Christensen played on the le- yeah. Okay, so I mean, you. I, yeah, I mean, should should we just kind of dive into the Real game? Because I got a I got a couple more things I want to <laughs> say about Christensen in this one. Well, Actually, can we just can we quickly just mention um, Timo Werner getting a goal, um, and <laughs> that it's totally forgotten that he scored after uh, the Real Madrid match. Like I wanted to mention that he scored a goal before we talk about the Real Madrid match. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Cause, Cause I'm sure we're going to talk, talk a little bit of shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, exactly. <laughs> with, with a grain of salt, we're going to talk about Timo Werner today. That's how, I don't know. I don't know how much salt. It was like yes. a bittersweet performance. Okay. I guess. Yeah. All right. Then, then hop into it. Uh, yeah. So, First leg at Real Madrid at Real Madrid at uh the Bernabeu. Now the Alfredo de Stefano Stadium, the little small training ground. Definitely not the Bernabeu. Oh, they didn't play at the Bernabeu. I just is that wait is that a joke? Did is you just real- something? Did you just realize that there wasn't one hundred and twenty thousand seats? There was only like fifteen. Well, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> they don't zoom out. The stadium is like That's two true. feet tall. Right. Yeah. I don't know it's how it. I t- no, I, it now that I'm thinking, it's definitely. Size of like, yeah. It, 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 there's. It's like. It's probably the size of Selhurst Park. That's yeah. at least what it looks like. Yeah. No, if it's a training ground, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. So. The the whole 
relevance of where it was played was to show that it was it was an away match. So wherever they played, whatever stadium it took place at, it was in Madrid. Um, and uh, we'll start off with our discussion on who you thought was the man of the match. Um, well, this this actually just came in from at Nick Lenardson on Twitter, and he wants to know your man of the match. And he says, I'll start. And he proceeds to post a picture of N'Golo Conte, uh, who had <laughs> six dribbles completed, uh, you know, compared to Real's whole team had five. I mean, he was showing off his versatility on both sides of the pitch. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll start off with, with, with that. Do you think Conte was the man of the match? Or who's your pick? I think he was the, I think he was the official man of the match too. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to look past him, man. He he did it all. Um, he was nice and tidy on the ball. The six dribbles were ridiculous because if you're if you were watching the game, they weren't necessarily one v ones. It was more him splitting two guys and then immediately running into a secondary defender and dribbling past him. He has this un like you know how he was a winger um, initially by trait, I guess you can say. He was a winger. So, you know, he does have that ability to dribble and skip past players. He's small and nimble. He's also quick. Um, he keeps the ball nice and close to him. It was just such a complete performance, man. And to think that earlier this season, he wasn't even in and around our best 11 is um, it's a crime. And because, frankly, Sam, um, there's no other player in world football that i can think of that does what ngolo conte does at that clip and when you um, said nobody, frankly when you said frankly was that pun intended or no pun intended? it was definitely it was definitely <laughs> pun intended okay because because we saw a lot of jovacic with frank but 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 frank frank had this tendency to not to not play conte as much as he really should and i don't know if it was due to his injuries it could be I mean, that's be what fair, i thought that's know. what i thought too yeah. I, I remember it being because of injuries that he was out of the lineup it wasn't it wasn't and due to anything based on his performance or anything like that right i mean am i afraid am i remembering I don't know. Wrong? Because he did the thing with Frank is I feel like he didn't. We always talk about Frank Lampard for some reason, but I feel like Frank never. He was kind of like sorry, where he never played Conte at the six or or at the defensive mid position, as you know, because it's it's a different number anywhere else you go in the world. But yeah, I I don't know. It's such an odd one. You know, in my opinion, Sam, I think Casemiro's probably one of the best defensive midfielders in the world too. If I had to draw up like a list of the five, I'd probably say Conte and, and Kimmich are probably like one and two. Um, but Casemiro looked like a pedestrian today compared yep. to what Conte was doing. And and I, I think the most notable thing with him is how the fuck does he – how does he sprint 70, 75 yards in the 90th minute every game? He's a machine, Every man. He's single built different. Game. It's uh, it's unreal, man. I I want to see him compete in like an Ironman triathlon type competition. And uh, he really has the lungs for it. Like uh, there's a, there's certain people where you can train and, and and establish a certain level of cardio by hitting a gym and running and doing all that good stuff. But there's a, at a certain point it becomes genetic, <laughs> and and Conte just has this incredible engine. Like he just never ever stops running, and there's very few athletes in the world who have that. But he's definitely one of them. And like I said, man, I don't think I, there's nobody else in world football as good as him. 
uh, in terms of what he does on the pitch. No so going, going back to the original question, was that your man of the match in Golo Conte? Uh, was that not a clear enough answer? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. once, I think I think once we move we move forward a little bit, you might change your answer. I mean, if you consider what uh, Pulisic and Mason Mount did today, I think they get shouts, especially. I mean, Pulisic with the goal, Mason Mount was overall. Yeah. I mean, I know he didn't score obviously, but Mason Mount was unbelievable today. Uh, I feel like his dribbling technique every match just gets better. It, it, his his dribbling is so much tighter. It, it, he keeps it close to his body and like it just gets around players. The the, the that uh turn that spin move that he does when he receives the ball, he's 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 broke that uh he's broke that out a couple times in the past couple of matches. Uh, yeah. Remember that one goal he's the I forgot which which match he scored that goal where he did the turn and then shot it. Um, but he's he's breaking that out uh and. Like starting a ball fools up, honestly. And I, <laughs> I think love he him. had I don't have the stat here, so um, but I think he has uh I think he had seven fouls or he conceded seven fouls today, which is ridiculous compared to the eleven against Porto. I mean this guy's just kinda everywhere, man. He, he he's getting the shit kicked out of him too though, which is kind of a worry. Who are you talking about? I'm talking about Pulisic. Yeah, I was talking about Mason Mount. Oh, well, Mason <laughs> Mount too. I mean, look, <laughs> Mount, I only have one thing to say about Mason Mount. Um, who the fuck is Luka Modric? Hey, he was running past uh-huh. him like it was nothing. Like, I know Modric is 35, 36, but man, I haven't seen anyone make Modric look that old um, ever. And Mason Mount was just, he kept dropping into that deeper position and just filling that gap. And Modric was having a nightmare of a time getting any sort of separation from him. And then the nice thing is, and I think it kind of worked to our favor. Um, I know I'm ranting a little here. Mm-hmm. But Real's midfield isn't very mobile. Um, if you look outside of uh, Modric, who's really press resistant in that midfield today? Casemiro doesn't move very well with the ball at his feet. His range of passing is limited. He's there just to tackle people and break up play. Um, and then Cruz, it looks like he's walking, but obviously you give the guy time and space, he could pick out at any pass on the pitch. But I feel like the midfield we put out today, the energy of Mason Mount dropping in, the energy of Conte, even Jorginho at times, we look like we were smothering them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's in huge part to the to the tactical switch, I guess you of playing Mount as the more num- actually I think Mount was playing a number 10 today and Pulisic was actually playing as a forward with Timo up top um, That was that's what the shape looked like for me just so we can account for the Real's extra man in the midfield but it was oh, beautiful extra man was- in the midfield Oh. Madrid, yeah, yeah, because Madrid played like a oh, they played three a three five two. I, th- I thought you were yeah. talking about the the ref. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Listen, I thought that's what you I, meant by that. They had two extra. Another, yeah, well, wasn't it nice to have the ref not the center of controversy for once? I mean, Ooh. he he gave out five. I mean, yeah, five yellow cards to them, but um. What a dirty, dirty game by Real Madrid. I mean, to be fair, that's all that's all they could do. And just to bring it back to what I was saying about Mason Mount, um, this was an issue that we had when uh, Pulisic was out and Ziyech was out, that we, did, we didn't have enough players that could dribble the ball. And 
bringing Polisic back obviously solved that. But just bringing back to what I was saying about Mason Mount's improvement in dribbling, he looks like a completely different player. I'm telling you, the, the things that yeah. he's doing now, uh, it you know it it was it's just in addition to what I loved so much about Mason Mount before, and now I'm just like absolutely like just. Head head over heels, head over heels in love with him. Yeah. He's doing everything it's, right. I'm, I don't think I'm being biased in saying this. Um, and I'm going to say it while Andres isn't here. Okay. Uh, j- j- just so I can, like, you know, stick my fork in the sand. Um, I think Mason Mount has potential to be a top five player in the world. And I don't think that's a stretch. I don't think that's an exaggeration. I don't think that's me with my blue tinted glasses on. I mean, you hear all the talk about how great fucking Phil Foden is and Jaden Sancho and all these other young English talents. Mason Mount needs to be in that conversation too. It's it's yes, the goals and assists he's putting up isn't equaling the same amount as the Fodens or the Jaden Sancho's, but what about the big game performances? What about all the accolades? The guy walks into England starting eleven. He walks into Chelsea starting 11. He's 22 years old and he's looking like our best player in some. I think that's what you're kind of alluding to. It's like every game we're watching Mason Mount play, we're not only seeing him get better, but he's taking another jump in terms of his quality. Um, I, I forget who it was today, um, but after Pulisic scored uh, in the Discord, one of the Rep Ultras um, told us Pulisic's price just went up 15 million quid. And I'm thinking, I think that was it, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was our buddy. At, it was our Canadian buddy Atley. Separate group chat, but still same point. <laughs> our Canadian buddy. I, you have to have to. Um, yeah. Make sure Huge everyone shout knows. Out, <laughs> shout out to Atley, Paul Sith. Shout out to Canada. Um, but uh, going back to what I was saying about Mount, um, I feel like every game Mount plays, you can apply the same sort of logic to his game. If if Mason Mount was a 40, 35, 40 million pound player last summer. What is he this summer? Ooh. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, should we, can we talk about that goal now? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's just, get <laughs> well, actually, it. actually before we go into, I want you to answer goal, my question. How much do you that? think Mason Mount, how much do you think Mason Mount's worth right now? Just for shits and giggles. We're not going to sell. Him, uh, I mean, okay. So, Assuming, assuming that an English club is the club buying him, which will yeah. increase his price by a lot, like am I am I out of pocket for saying like seventy seventy five million? Like is that out of pocket? I was thinking more along the lines of like sixty. <laughs> I was thinking six figures possibly. Wait, if, if Jaden Sancho goes, if Jaden Sancho's price tag is what uh, ninety million. Mason Mount's the same. Oh shit! I thought I was being out of pocket. No, no. Mason Mount's worth hundred mil, huh? Some he that, is. That's that's nine figures, by the way. We have one. Uh, no <laughs> pun intended. We have one leg in the semifinal, and of the Champions League, and Mason Mount is arguably our most important player because of it. Or, or as a result, Mason Mount has become one of our most important players. So just take that. We sold Eden Hazard with one year left on his contract. He was the heart and soul of our team. 
and we sold him for 90 million. Mason Mount's the heart and soul of our team now, right? He's future captain, Mason Mount. That's what I've been touting at least. I think the guy could get maybe 90 might be pushing this it. Maybe is, like this... 75 to 90. Not, okay, yeah. That's what yeah. I think I think that's a, that's probably I think that's and just to reemphasize on this is completely hypothetical. I I probably <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean, rid of this kid I mean, if a team comes up and says I'll give you 120 million and I'm the board, obviously I have to consider that. But that's probably not happening. Um, no, no. But, either no, but way, here's the thing, Sam. If if somebody offers you 120 million this summer, how much is he worth next summer? Like it, it, it it's and that's my point. It's just gonna keep going up. I I I I have such high expectations of him. Like and and honestly, it's it's his own fault. He's just been so good for us. I love him. Um, but let's let's go. Uh, I said before we talk about the Pulisic goal, we have to talk about the Timo Werner miss. Um, obviously. Well, that, it was a great setup, first of all, that header by uh, Pulisic. I have to give more credit to to our boy. Uh, but uh, I was actually driving and watching it on my phone, like going pulling up to my one of my buddy's house, and he texted like I saw I, I I saw it. I rewatched it, and my friend texted me saying, "Oh my God, what a what an amazing world class save from Courtois!" And I was like, "Dude." World-class save from Courtois. He just stuck his foot out. Timo Werner had the whole goal to shoot at, and he shot right at him. Courtois uh, did exactly what goalkeeping coaches tell you to do when somebody shoots at you from point blank. Just make yourself as big. big as possible. Just get yeah. big. And especially if you have someone like Timo Werner shooting at you, because either he's off target or he's hitting it straight at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor guy. And it's I just you know I what I so saw. Bad. You know what mm-hmm. I saw that kind of made me chuckle a little bit. I saw a tweet from someone that said, this is why we should have started Kai Havertz. Uh, Newsflash. (laughs) Kai Havertz kicks it right at the goalie too. Yeah. I don't think it makes a difference. That's true. (laughs) Frankly, I don't. I think think the only two players that score that are Pulisic or Giroud. Tammy scores that too, but Tammy's never going to play. So it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe Mason Mount will score it like seven times out of 10, maybe. But look, I, I think the frustration with Timo obviously is it's the fact he's not scoring goals. But honestly, Son, I'm not too fussed about it. The performances are great. If you're if you're looking at the performance as a whole, he's doing everything but getting the goal. And that does include getting the assist. Um yeah. you know, I I think especially in the first half, we were utilizing the long ball um, a lot, clipping it over the top of their center backs, and Pulisic and Werner were just running onto it, left, right, and center. They had no answer for our pace. I think without Furlan Mendy, that 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 was the game plan. It's like, look, they're going to be pretty light at the back. Um, let's hit them with pace. Let's get at them. They commit numbers forward when they counter, so obviously they're going to leave uh, spaces open in the back, and that's exactly what we did. But with him, it's just like... When, when, when is it gonna go in? When, when it, n- not when is it gonna go in? When are two gonna go in? Because he right? can, he, got... he gets the opportunity to score two goals a match. He honestly, he does. I mean, not every well, this match. Is what I was, 
this is what I'm thinking is like, okay, great, he scores against West Ham, and now I'm thinking to myself, okay, the guy's gonna the guy's gonna get playing time against Real, whether he starts or not, it's up for debate. But Real does give chances away. They don't have Sergio Ramos. Veron's halfway Veron's halfway out the door. You know, that back line's but not the greatest. I'm so shocked. I'm give... shocked, by the way, at how well he played considering that fact. Because I it didn't seem like yeah, like it didn't seem like his oh, head was halfway He's... out the door. Dude, he is. Wait, if we I know are we allowed rumors. to talk? Yeah, are we allowed to talk about that? I know there's <laughs> I just, rumors. Is that a thing, really? So I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it because I honestly, Sam, I haven't even entertained researching it because it's just like too much of a pipe dream right now. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I think oh. we're allowed to talk about it though because it yeah. would be cool. If that happens, that's Van Dyke levels. Yeah, just just so we can be just so we're clear with everyone, we're talking about. Yeah, getting Veron. Uh, they yeah. would wait. It would be on a no. His 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 contract doesn't expire this summer, does it? No, it's st- it's still for another a, year. He has one year left. Yeah, but so Real it's not a free. Interested in letting him go. Um, but it's not a it's like, but it wouldn't be on a free. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, it would no, not no, no, no. It'd be free. at a it'd be at a discount deal, sort of like how they got Hazard. But <laughs> wait, they got they got Hazard at a discount. <laughs> Believe it or not, 120 million is a discount. And you know what? If they win the league, I think we get another 30 million on top of it. Well, that or, happened. No, no, that happened. 90. That already happened. It happened last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. We got 90 for him initially, and then another 30. But I want to go back to um, I want to talk about Christian Pulisic really quick, Sam, because I didn't get to mention something about his goal. Well, we're going ball... to get into that. We're going to get oh, into that. We got okay. uh, some a couple I'm questions. This first one from Prashant. What did you break when you saw T- uh, Timo Werner miss that? Uh, well, since I was driving, I-, I hit my brakes. I didn't break anything, but I hit my brakes, slammed the brakes, and uh, could not believe what I saw. <laughs> did wow. you break Lucky anything? Didn't get rear-ended. Yeah. No, I didn't break, break anything. I-, I was um, I was watching it in my living room. Uh, I didn't break anything, but expletives for about. 90 seconds until Pulisic scored <laughs> yeah <laughs> was exactly. it 90 seconds i don't remember but i don't I, know if it was 90 seconds it was really close because me. i walked in into my friend's house and we're watching it and then Pul- then Pulisic does the goal and i'm still wearing my I, I i brought my backpack i'm still wearing my backpack and i was like no we started jumping and like hugging each other i was like dude this this really just happened like oh my god what a um, goal yeah uh, then okay we got one more question then we can talk about it <laughs> we're getting <laughs> too excited about it man every every single topic that we discussed on this we recap, talked about we <laughs> is are we an american podcast or something are we gonna talk remember. about the goal yeah the uh, this next one is from is it kendall higa k higa yeah uh, he says, I'm really hoping Giroud, Kai, or Tammy start in the second leg, but what do you think the odds are Timo starts next week versus Madrid? Um, I think he starts. I think he does. Um, I think Pretty Real high. is going to have big problems with his movement, and I think the logic with playing Timo is not only for the pace, but it's that, again, I, I mention it every time I talk about the front three, it's the fluidity. He likes to have, Tuchel likes to have players that can play in any of those three positions, and Timo's comfortable in all of them. 
So, and right, and Zach. to be fair, and I'm just mm-hmm. gonna throw this out there, and it's not a knock on him because I still rate him really highly, but Kai Havertz, what are you doing, man? And he was awful today. Yeah. So I don't see him starting against Real. He didn't show me enough. That's um, um All right, now we can talk about the Pulisic goal. Um, Thank God. And his game overall, dude. Oh my God. And the funny, the great thing is. I thought it could be offsides, but I didn't let that stop me from celebrating because I thought I thought it was on, uh, and it and it was he was well onside. What a ball by Rudiger! But Pulisic dribbling around Courtois, <laughs> and then you think about how <laughs> Timo Werner has one person in goal and hits it right at him. There were two. There was Casemiro and uh, I think he dribbles Varane. the keeper and shoots it between two people. Yeah, there's two people <laughs> standing in goal and they don't stop him. Timo Werner has one guy in goal and hits it right at him. I mean, that's just it's it's the difference between the two uh, right now, uh, but or at least in this match specifically, Pulisic was a man on a mission. Um, that was amazing. I thought I thought Courtois was about to swoop it up out of his you know off his feet, but whew, man, that boy's tricky. That boy's tricky. He's not only tricky, like nobody could get a leg on uh nobody could get stick a leg out because he's gonna he's gonna trip over it. He's so evasive. He has that so big, dangerous in the box. So dangerous. He, he has a full package and I was listening to um to CBS's post match, and it was um, who was it today? It was Roberto Martinez, the usual, uh, Jamie, Jamie Carragher and Micah Richards, yeah. And Jamie Carragher was the one that was saying, um, he thinks if Pulisic can stay healthy, and 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 this is something we all believe in, but it's just nice to hear someone outside of the Chelsea realm say it. He thinks Pulisic could be one of the best players in all of the Premier League. Um, he he. And I don't see a reason why he can't. Yeah, the injuries are are a problem. If he can stay relatively healthy, there's no reason why he can't put up ridiculous numbers. I mean, look at Sun. The guy gets injured all the time. He still manages to put up those numbers. Obviously, he had his breakout party. Um, but, you know, two players at two different stages in, in their career. But I think he has that potential. Um, this was his best performance in a Chelsea shirt. And I'm and, and and keep this in mind. I'm still thinking about the Burnley hat trick. I'm still thinking about the goal against Man City. I'm still thinking about the goal in the Cup final, uh, in the FA Cup. But as a whole, the performance was amazing. And I know a lot of people were kind of pissed that he got subbed out, uh, kind of early. But um, the dude was knackered. Some. <laughs> I think him, Dave, and Timo were exhausted, and it was clear that Tuchel. Uh, told the players, look, we got five subs. We're going to use all of them. I am going to sub you out off the field uh, once like you're ready to crawl off of it. You're going to use every single ounce of energy before I take you off the pitch. And I think the person that looked the most tired was Dave, which I thought was hilarious. Poor guy can't do a full 90 at wing back anymore, but man. Yeah, we don't, a, we don't expect All three that of them him. put in a shift. To be fair, everybody that played today put in a shift minus mm-hmm. like – uh, probably the minus Havertz. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Ziyech looked looked good too when he came on. Um, had a couple of good chances. That that free kick attempt obviously was was really nice as well. 
Um, but I mean that that that's that's something that we like have come to expect from him. Um, yeah. It's the other stuff that uh, he also he also looked nice. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, again, for me, like it, I I love Hakeem Ziyech, but uh, there are some times where he just looks like he's asleep, and I don't know why. It's the type of player he is. And and, and one one quick thing, um, I almost forgot to say it again about Pulisic's goal. The ball from Antonio Rudiger. Yeah. I don't want to hear, hear any of this Rudiger can't pass nonsense again. Just on that, just based on that ball alone, we are not allowed to complain about his long ball anymore. Yeah, and also because Thiago Silva hit a hit a rocket that was really close to being in, uh, we'll give him the Shocking. green light. We'll give him a green yeah. light to shoot that every match. <laughs> that shot was that shot came out of nowhere, and it was a uh, I think it was deflected. So uh, I had to rewind it. I thought it was like I I saw I didn't see who took the shot initially. I was I was taking I was typing in a note on my phone. You were taking but a what? <laughs> I was typing in I was typing in a note on my phone. What did it sound like? He said I was taking a. I thought you were gonna say I was taking oh. a shit. <laughs> no, 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 not taking a shit. Uh, I was taking notes on my phone and, and and I look up and they showed the replay and I'm like, holy shit, Rudiger didn't shoot that. <laughs> I was shocked because he's usually due for one forty yard, you know, whack at goal attempt. in the game. Yeah, <laughs> attempt. We'll call it an attempt. An attempt. Uh, <laughs> we'll even call it a shot. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, any uh any final thoughts uh on the match overall? I I feel good. Yeah, I feel good, and I and to be fair, um, Hazard looked good too. He, uh, poor Eden he, Hazard. Well, no, here's the thing, Sam. Um, you know how long has he been at Madrid? Almost two years now. He mm -hmm. hasn't looked even like. Granted, I haven't watched much of Madrid because I'm not gonna watch him if he's not playing. He's the only reason why I'd watch him now. Um, the matches he did play. He never looked even a shadow of himself physically in terms of his explosiveness, getting away from defenders, that first step, which made him so special. But today he was moving really, really well. So um, I know they play – I don't know who they play at the weekend. Um, but I think it's Huesca. It's not a very good team. But whoever they play at the weekend, if he has a semi-good performance – Osasuna. If he has a semi-good performance, whether he starts or comes off the bench, that that's something to worry about going into the second leg because he's coming back to the bridge, and uh, I, I, none of us need a vouch for how good he is at the bridge. Did you see that picture that uh, Ben Chilwell posted on his Twitter after the match? Yeah, them, uh, embracing after two uh, Chelsea legends. Him. Love that. <laughs> I saw one with him and uh, with him and Christensen too. It was good seeing mm -hmm. him. Uh, like dap up all his old teammates. I saw him and Conte hugging. It's just good to Dave, see. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know the funny thing was Dave and what Mason Mount with... wasn't wasn't no Mason Mount hadn't, no. hadn't been called up. He played uh, with uh Dave, Jorginho, Rudiger. Rudiger. Uh, was Emerson on the team? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Emerson. He played with, with in 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 year? the in the eight years Hazard or in the seven or eight years Hazard was here. Emerson was here like what three of those years, and he maybe played with him like Did three he? times. <laughs> is that, is that, Poor uh, I don't know if that's true, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just uh, pulling numbers out of my ass. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
let's go on to the Twitter questions. This first one's from Ron, aka Bone Daddy Cool, aka Bone Daddy Deluxe, aka Bone Daddy Supreme. And he asks, hindsight being 2020, should Tammy or OG Olivier Giroud play instead of Timo? Um, I feel like a lot of these questions are centered around Timo. <laughs> <laughs> Almost all of them. Uh, I'll give you the short version. Uh, no. Uh, none of those guys have done enough. Um, Giroud, obviously, when he first came in under Tuchel, he's scoring goals. Great. Last few appearances, very uninspiring. His style of play doesn't necessarily fit Tuchel. I mean, he's been an awesome servant, and he's still incredibly good-looking. Um, but I don't think he has anything else to offer the team between now and the end of the season besides a couple rotation minutes. Same thing goes with Tammy. Against West Ham, his first involvement was he chested a long ball down that came from one of the center backs. He chested it down really nice, controlled it, and laid it off to one of the wingers. And I'm thinking, great, he looks good. Um, I think he could still produce in this team some, but I just don't know. I, I don't think Ducal's going to give him the chance. I, I, I totally. Think, I, think I, we need oh, a, I forgot that I he think, he came in at the end of West Ham. Like very. Yeah, young. he did. I, he I forgot. <laughs> I just think the issue is that we keep discussing who should play up top, and it's like it, it's clear who Tuchel favors. It's either going to be Timo or Havertz. So unless we're having the the debate, is it Timo or is it Havertz? I just don't want to be having the debate at all. I, I feel like we keep beating this conversation with a dead horse sorry Ron, well, i love you man but i still think timo should be should should be our guy up top well then maybe i shouldn't read seamus's question or maybe i should just read it and we shouldn't answer it because it's the same answer he says <laughs> what the fuck was that finishing couldn't finish a fucking blt sandwich today for fuck's sake <laughs> if this comes back to bite us boys time to give tammy these minutes over team over Werner, no or put Werner in the left okay yeah i mean it's the same question. I still, I still think if Tuchel came in, like if we had the whole season with Tuchel, I think Tammy would get a run out. Honestly, I really do. Um, but but like I said, man, the team is what it is. We can't keep expecting way, something different this late in the season. Tuchel has a formula that's proven to to that's proven to be successful, and it continues to be successful. So why we why are we going to change it? But but I do understand Seamus's sentiment, like. I'm yeah. fucking irritated at it too. It's it's ridiculous. But like I said, it's not a matter of what we want. It's a matter of what Tuchel wants. And the fact is what Tammy and Olivier Giroud offer is not what he wants. Yeah, I think at this point, Chelsea fans are just going to have to accept the fact that I, I don't think Tammy is going to be on the, the team for much longer. Honestly, if if if, if Tuchel, yeah, I mean, this, it has nothing to. What I'm saying has nothing to do with how I feel about him. It's just yeah. as long as Tuchel is in is a uh, is manager, I I don't see a future, including Tammy Abraham, and Zach. I t what did I say at the beginning of the season? We should have loaned him out. We we wouldn't have had this fiasco. He would have yeah. been a top ten goal scorer in the Premier League probably. Um, you know, he, he he would be having Jesse Lingard's year right now if uh, if we if we would we would have sent him over uh, to West Ham and he would have been balling up there. I think I think he would be com I, I think he'd be competing with Vardy on goals. Like like if you took if you took a Tammy Abraham and put him into I don't know like let's say like a West Ham team or better yet some Villa. let's do 
Let's do this for our good friend Amir. What about him on Fulham? They need a striker. They play good football. I can see Tammy getting 12 to 15 goals a season playing for Fulham. Even if they're in a relegation scrap, he probably scores all their goals. <laughs> yeah, well, it's too late for that. They're probably getting relegated, so. Um, yeah, sorry, but, sorry, Fulham. He's yeah. still ours. I, and, and, and just to kind of put this out there so nobody thinks otherwise, I hope he stays ours. Yeah, again, that that's our disclaimer. Like, it's nothing to do with what we want or anything like that. It's just, you know, facing the facts and the reality of the situation and that's probably where things are headed um yeah all right, let's but go trust on. me i mean if we ever see tuchel in person we'll definitely let him know what we think right son <laughs> yeah i'll let him know <laughs> i actually have a group i have a group text with him in it i'll uh, i'll uh i'll send him it right now let him know what we yeah. think um because yeah, he's probably not hearing it at all um so let's go on to nick another question from nick lenartson I have I have a feeling this is also <laughs> strangely a Timo Werner question. He says, if you could change one player in the starting lineup, who would it be? Hmm. I it's not Timo. Um, I think that's what he was intending. Maybe yeah. he didn't give an answer, huh? No, he didn't give an answer. I would have to say honestly, Sam, I want to see Reese James start. Um, and you especially... would what? Who would you sit? Dave, or would you sit Christensen, or I'd probably I'd... sit Christensen, slide Dave back to center back. Yeah, um, but I mean... to be fair, I understand why Tuchel's playing him as a wing back, and and, and it's it's it especially makes sense in a Champions League because, like you said, we have five subs, so Tuchel has the luxury of going up to a guy like Aspi who can't play the full ninety at that position, and he could just be like, "Give me one hour of everything you got." And then he tells Reese James, "Give me forty minutes of everything you got." And yeah. it, I mean, I mean, it seemed to work, but I just think the athleticism of Reese James, especially when Furlan Mendy comes back next uh, next leg, uh, Reese James's pace is gonna be really helpful. Um, you know, I, Dave is gonna. The thought of Dave playing against Vinicius and Furlan Mendy uh, on the same side kind of gives me nightmares so i'd like to see reese james come back in next game and dave slide back into center back give tiago silva a break at the weekend zuma comes in let christensen play again alonzo come um sounds sounds nice doesn't it <laughs> yeah I, mean, I think i think that was that's what i if, if i had to make one change i think that's that's what i would do as well that's what i was thinking i mean again yeah. I, I mean i was I'm assuming that Nick Nick is uh, holding a gun to my head and forcing me to change one player. So if that's if that's the case, that's the move I would make. But this I, could be. I, a I would, I'm happy directed. with the eleven. Well, well, you know what? To be fair to Nick, um, because he, I mean he's a smart footballing guy. Like when it comes to X's and O's. So I think he might have been referring to Jorginho, maybe alluding to the fact that if Kovacic is healthy next game. He should get the start because I've seen. Right. I think I'm. I'm pretty sure we have a question about it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just think, or based on what I saw, a lot of fans were up in arms about that. I don't necessarily see the logic. I think Jorginho did just fine today. Um, but yeah. Oh, they're actually here. There was a question about that. Uh, I skipped it by accident from uh, mm -hmm. Michael Conan. He asked, "How big will Kovacic be in the second leg?" Felt like there wasn't much attacking help coming from the midfield today. 
It has to be Conte and Kovacic for me next week. So defensively, defensively, yes. But um, what Jorginho gave us today and what he what he's been giving us uh, this season, to be fair to him, because he's had a really good season, he gives us that calmness on the ball. Um, and at times where we seem a little flustered, Jorginho receives the ball and everything calms down again. He just gives you this air of confidence and calmness. And it definitely feeds off onto his teammates, and it, and it showed in this game. But what's interesting, Sam, is that last week, uh, Tuchel, when he was talking about Kovacic's injury, he said, you know, it's it's difficult to watch him sit out because he wants to play. He's one of the emotional leaders of the team. Tuchel said that. Mm-hmm. Um, I so never yeah, maybe there's a, maybe there maybe that's a shout for Kovacic to come back in. I saw a lot of people up in arms about Jorginho this match. I didn't see it. I thought he played him. I think he was really good. Um, yeah, I don't have any problems with him, to be honest. Bringing Kovacic in off the bench would be amazing. You go to a midfield three, and you could still have Mount play as a 10, and now all of a sudden you have this midfield diamond um, mm-hmm. that Real just will not be able to pass through. Maybe that's. I think that's the move. 65th, 70th minute, if we're in the lead, even if it's still nil-nil at that point, we're still advancing on goal differential, bring on Kovacic, keep possession, he's press-resistant, you know, he's good in the press as well. Yeah, I think I, th- I think that's the move. And I still I still have love for Jorgolo because I, 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 I'm with you. I didn't see what uh, everyone else saw with Jorginho's performance. Like, maybe there was a couple moments, but I thought as a whole it was great. Um, I thought he played well. Um, all right, this next one is from at Leonard R. Cohen. <clears throat> Clear my throat a little bit for yeah, this formal uh, letter, letter voice. Dear Pod, due to the absence of football fans in Stadia, players and coaches are now audible to television viewers. Given that, given this, has the pod gained any sapience? Wow, sapience. That's a word I rarely see on the Chelsea game. Uh, have we gained any sapience on the Chelsea game, players, coaches, or tactics? Ooh, this is such an interesting question. And by the way, yeah. great use of the word sapience, Leonard. I had to I, look it up too. I didn't have, oh, you have to look it up. I didn't have to look it up. I'm just saying. I, I, hey, hey, I saw you highlight just that word on the Google Doc. Don't tell me you didn't right-click, search in separate browser. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> oh, you didn't? No. Was it highlighted? Oh, well. No, 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 no. I just saw you double-click on it. Whatever. Whatever. Okay, yeah. I don't. I think. I think I double clicked on it because I was like, "Wow, he actually said sapiens." That's that's brilliant. Um, but go for it. It is. Um, so, I mean, I I personally have not gained any sapiens uh, due to hearing the coaches, but I do love to hear Tuchel uh, yell at. I, I like very small things that a player does. It's just like. I mean, I, I I saw a video of this. Uh, it wasn't. I didn't hear it live during the match, but I saw a video of him getting frustrated uh, at Chilwell on a throw-in because he missed like a, an open guy down the field. And it's like, yeah. you know, even the small things. Like he's so technically, you know, like detailed 
that even a small thing like that, like he wants to get every single possible advantage that he can. And if he sees like an opportunity he could have made on a throw in, he's going to get mad at you for not seeing it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think that's something I noticed is how vocal Tuchel is on the sideline. And, and especially compared to Frank, because we've also had Frank on the sideline during this whole COVID nonsense. So, you know, we've had the opportunity to see how many, a whole, pretty much a whole season under him behind closed doors. And and what we saw with him was we weren't necessarily hearing Frank that much. We were hearing the players more. And I think with under Tuchel, we're definitely hearing Tuchel a lot more because he's that manager that he, – he reminds me a lot of Antonio Conte. He can't sit down. He can't relax. You can tell he's antsy throughout the whole game. He's basically kicking every ball. Um, and and, and th that's what I want. That's what I want my manager doing. So I think that's something I noticed is just how vocal he is. Another thing I noticed is uh, – I, I don't think it's tactically uh, – I, I you know, it's not like I learned anything tactically, but it's just interesting to see when they deploy certain tactics in the game. Like you could hear Tuchel say press, 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 or you know, Mason Mount will close down the ball, and you'll hear him say yes, Mason, or just like today, uh, N'Golo won the ball, and, and, and you heard yes, NG. So it's kind of nice to hear you know the – the players getting the support from the manager on the sideline. But at the same time, it's also just nice to hear the manager in general. It's nice to have a manager that's vocal and likes to yell at the players and scream at the players. Mm -hmm. Like how many I, little stop talking topic. about Frank Lampard. No, 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 I'm, no. I'm not talking. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to mention one more thing, but we, cause we've gotten a lot of gems with, the, with having no fans in the stadium in terms of like sound bites and audio clips. Like we wouldn't have had the Frank uh, telling Klopp to fuck off. Uh, you know, uh, during their league match last season. Um, you know, we wouldn't have the whole uh, Tuchel uh, telling Timo he's been playing on the wrong side for 15 minutes this season, which I think was hilarious. <laughs> like, all of these little things that are coming out, we're starting to hear, and it's great. Yeah, I love it too. Yeah. Um, all right, this next question is from at Black Emoji. He says... Is this really the same? <laughs> we said we weren't going to talk about Lampard. He said, "Is this really the same team that Lampard left in ninth place?" Uh, ooh. Shout out to Thomas Tuchel. Okay, he's doing a good job. Let's let's leave it at that. Can we just not answer that yet? Let's leave it at that. Credit to Thomas Tuchel for his brilliant, brilliant job this season. Um, this one, this next one, this next one's from Andreas. Hey. He's in Mexico. I know this guy. I'm surprised he was sober enough to type out a tweet. Well, I mean, it was definitely an emotional one. He says, "Am I the only one that cried when Eden Hazard came on?" Uh, that that may have been influenced by the drinking as well. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say I cried, although I don't. I don't fault you for crying, and I'm not judging you. Okay, maybe I am judging you a little bit, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, it was it was cool. It, like I I remember how I felt. It was it was like, damn Eden Hazard. Like this is this is the Eden Hazard that I fell in love with, and you know did Still so love. much for our club, and you know it, it it's it was just weird to be playing against him. And I mean, I just thought like deep down in the pit of my stomach, if this guy comes on and scores the winner, like like the first the yeah. the Benzema goal. I, I even said I, I I told my friend I was like I can't even be mad at that, like I I I love Benzema 
I think he's an amazing player. Like, I just love him overall as a person, too. I think he's so cool. And that goal was beautiful. That I couldn't be mad at it. But if Eden Hazard scored a goal, oh, man, I would have been... I, I, wouldn't, I don't know if... I would have been mad, yes, but I think I would have been way more upset. Like, I, th I don't know what I would have been able to do with myself. I think... It, it actually Sorry, would depend on whether it would only it would depend on whether he celebrated or not. That it would depend on that. He won't. He won't. He, he still loves Chelsea. And 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 Christoph uh, uh, Terrier said um, that Hazard told him last week he can't wait to go back home. Uh, so we we all know what that means. But yeah, look it, look, it's emotional. Um, for me, I mean, I started really following Chelsea around like what 2007 2008 um and Hazard was probably that one player who I got to see from uh the first day he got to walk into the club all the way through to the day where he walked out and it was nice seeing his career kind of pan out but it's it's also weird seeing him come on against Chelsea still two years removed from his transfer and it still looks weird yeah, because he's uh, seeing him played. in a Madrid jersey. Yeah, it, well, well, it's not only that. It, I feel like it wouldn't have been as weird if he came to Madrid and hit the ground running and scored twenty goals a season and you know did all the things he did at Chelsea. I I think it just kind of added to the weirdness the fact that he's been injured and one he hasn't been himself. He hasn't been scoring goals. Um, yeah, I think that's what makes it seem like it 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 it's it hasn't been that long. Because yeah. we haven't been seeing him, you know, highlights of his and like, you know, scrolling through Instagram, we see videos of his goals and stuff like that. Like, it, it, he's not, he's not even playing, you know. So, I think that made it seem like it, it was a shorter time than it actually was. Because I agree with you, it really doesn't feel like he's been gone for that long. Probably for that exact reason that we just don't see like videos of him, you know, like, like I, I see like Montrez Harrell. You know, on former Clipper on the on the Lakers now, and it's only been half a season, but it feels like forever because he's always in. You know, they're always showing highlights of him, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's just like it feels. That's how it, probably why it feels that way. Hey, you live in Laker Town. What what do you expect? I don't know. Some decency. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, let's go into Russell Saunders' question. All right, this is a uh, round two. After I completely dismantled him last week, <laughs> not dismantled, but he says if there was, he says if there was an American football podcast that referred to teams as just New York instead of Jets and Giants, what would you think of it? Well, first of all, Russell, you kind of messed up the question because you you made a point that it was a foreign podcast. That 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 that's your main issue, the fact that I'm an American and I got it wrong. I'm a stupid American. No, I think that no, 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 I think no. that's where I think that's where your main issue lies <laughs> with what I'm saying. But I mean that's obvious, obviously. Um, but I mean here's the, here's another flaw in your question. No one's talking about the Jets or the Giants, so <laughs> this what this hypothetical is not even possible. No, but in all seriousness, uh, I understand. I will try to make a, a better effort to distinguish which uh, Sheffield I'm referring to, and I won't I won't refer to any team as Sheffield. It's either Sheffield United. It's it's confusing also because people refer to them as United, 
which is way more confusing than referring to them as Sheffield. Um, but alas, I, that's, that's, that's probably been something that was decided hundreds of years ago. And, you know, I, I can't, I don't have any say now in, ch in changing that, but to, to, to also to add on to that, you tagged us and tagged a Sheffield United fan to educate us. Obviously you put us on blast and you said that it was offensive. I think offensive is quite the reach. Like, Zach, we can is, let it, the is it offensive? Let's let, let's let the Sheffield United fans stay offended. Is it wrong? Yeah. Is it wrong? Sure. Am I being offensive? No. Don't be so sensitive. I, I, you know, <laughs> if someone is going to be offended by it, it I, I, could, I could care less. I'm sorry. Listen, I Russell Saunders, to all the Russell Saunders is, he's also the king of uh, banter. Yeah. So yeah, when, when, I hope he understands that when I said that last week, my answer, obviously that was in full banter mode, but uh, yeah. shout out to Sheffield. <laughs> A Sheffield. You pick right. which one. Yeah, you can decide. You don't, that's, that's the mystery. You, you won't know which one I'm talking about. Um, we got another one from Russell Saunders. This one was nice. It's not a question, but uh, he says, don't forget to remember the date. The 27th of April, uh, on this exact day, it was, it's now five years ago, he saw a car in a Melbourne, at least I can, I can pronounce Melbourne correctly. He saw a car in a Melbourne car park. Uh, it was only appropriate that I leave the owner a note. So the car has a Liverpool uh, license plate. It's L-I-V-A-P-L. And he wrote a little note on it, 27th of April. It was what is it? Oh, Demba Day, <laughs> the day Demba Ba saved football. Poor old Slippy G, ha 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 ha. It's a handwritten note that he left on uh, someone's car. So let's, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about being offensive Legend. first, okay? Like me saying Sheffield is offensive, but this is fine. This is this is justified behavior. Uh, I just I just want to know. Of course, it's justified. Of course, it's a day that Bobby became a Chelsea legend. Both are justified. That's my point. <laughs> They're both fine. That's 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 what it. It's 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 all banter. Uh, but that was, that's really funny though. Uh, so I'm, so we, I'm putting it on my calendar, by the way. April 27th. Every year I'll remember it. The day that we, he wrote uh, that note. We we also got another question. Uh, while we were recording, and I'm gonna be mm -hmm. honest with you, I'm uh, I'm not too sure uh who this person is but um they are at hc department hmm. Maybe uh -oh, like a are we in trouble or something human capital department human human capital, capital department interesting people shout out to the human development uh, matters follow us i don't even hr news and guidance what I, this I is an I advertisement i don't know if i should shout them out <laughs> i don't this know much about them um <laughs> But well, but hey is... hey Paul Paul Canaville follows him so that's something you got a Chelsea legend following you that's cool um, but he asks are there any fans being allowed into the bridge for the home leg uh, post COVID do we know so I actually uh, looked this one up while we were recording and I can't find anything on it <laughs> uh, but what I do know is that the final is going to be played in Turkey this year. And I know the Turkish domestic cup final is um, 
there it's going to be played behind closed doors so not sure about the final either uh and not sure about the next leg so i hope that helps <laughs> why did he ask us <laughs> so we have so connections funny. dog we have okay. the inside scoop <laughs> i'm so f- i just can't get over the fact that human capital department uh, reached out to us to see whether fans were allowed in the bridge like we would <laughs> like, that seems is like he, a google is he, question is he uk based i don't know i'm gonna look up this guy um but uh <laughs> yeah i guess that's kind of cool wait i want to read his bio one more time people management and development matters follow us for hr news and guidance with us it's personal <laughs> Yeah, so I don't understand what, what this account is. Is it's a uh, is it like a dedicated account to HR's news, and then also run by a Chelsea fan who is friends with with uh, Paul Canneville? Like, I think really he forgot confused. to ask us. I think he forgot to tweet us from the burner. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. He, that was he, he switched. He forgot to switch accounts. But yeah. uh, that's cool. it's okay. Shout out I, 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 again. I don't even know if I should shout it out, but thanks. For why the not? Who cares? He's, because oh, was, oh. Like, you think like he was he like this is like his job and like <laughs> or like well, his I don't, employer. Well, well, one, I don't know if it's his job, and then two, I don't want to get canceled if I don't know for a fact who this person is and what they do. What? But who whatever. could it be? You think this is like a serial killer or something? Like, what? 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 what how can we get canceled for reading a tweet? Exactly. Just like everyone else gets canceled for, for stupid reasons. But, um... It's okay. You know. It's a reach. Don't, don't, right. don't cancel let's, us. Let's talk, uh... Alright, let's talk Fulham. Uh, so that's our next match. We did mention them briefly, uh, previously how uh they do need a goal scorer because they do not have that right now they have 25 total goals scored in uh 33 matches uh i think that's the lowest mark oh no sheffield sheffield is below them (laughs) sheffield sheffield united that is just uh so everyone is is clear i wanted them to decide Uh, it was not sheffield wednesday (laughs) but uh yeah, and, and this is obviously they're they're in a relegation battle, but it seems like it's it's pretty out of reach right now. The seven point gap between them and Brighton, uh, they've they've they they drew their last match. Who did they? They played someone good, right? Didn't they? Yeah, their last, I think they, they, t- they drew. <laughs> no, they, I take it back. They played someone shit. They drew Arsenal. <laughs> Oh, and then they lost the four matches before that. Uh, yeah. And Arsenal had to score. Wait, they scored in the ninety-first minute to tie it. Are you serious? Oh my god, that that would have been great laughing material. Top I can't believe I missed that. Arsenal. This was like this was like nine days ago. Wow. Could we could, could we just take a second to to kind of like laugh at how um how big of a shit show Arsenal Football Club is right now? Like, granted. I know we don't really have that big of a basis to talk because of the whole Super League thing, but I mean, imagine being a fan of Arsenal right now, having one of the worst owners in English football. There are a lot of them. Um, He's bad. But 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 not only having the worst owner, but having that owner 
openly spent money on all of his other professional franchises except Arsenal. Dude, did you and see? Did you see? That, did you see what he did he for the Rams? Did you see yeah. what he did for the Rams? He he rented out a beautiful house in Malibu. And they, it, it's called. They're calling it the Draft House, and it's it's amazing, right by the water. And they don't even have a first round pick. <laughs> they don't even have a pick in the first round. <laughs> like he's spending all of this money for for mean. It's meaningless. They don't need to do that. They didn't need to do that. And he went over the top just like for no reason whatsoever. And Ars and he refuses to spend any money on Arsenal. Like I like the Rams. That that's the team that he owns. Uh, the NFL team. I I'm, I'm a fan, and I want him to sell Arsenal because I I don't want any connection. But also, I yeah. Want him to keep Arsenal. But the yeah exactly. It's it's like I I I can't decide. It, it's it's the, I think it, I, he's keeping them down, so he might you know I might be happy with him keeping them. The funniest thing about this is that nobody likes him. Everybody knows where this is headed in terms of it's only gonna keep burning. But yet he is so adamant that he's not gonna sell. I love it. I am so here for it. You don't think that the fans will uh force him to sell no like, i think he's prediction. i think he's a, i think he's a douchebag that's just very disconnected um from football like yeah real football not american football so yeah he's good in american football <laughs> yeah yeah well, well look i mean he's american he's american that's like, yeah that's the funny thing yeah we 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 tend to ruin uh a lot of good uh I don't want to say good things. Arsenal was never a good thing, but we do have a tendency to have a really greedy billionaires that use uh, any means necessary uh, to generate cash. And that's the sole reason why Stan Kroenke owns Arsenal. It's not to win trophies. It's mm -hmm. not to compete. It's not to create tradition or any of that. It's so he can make money. So long may it continue. I hope Stan Kroenke uh, continues to own Arsenal for many, 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 many years. Yeah, and see, this is why I love Roman because we're so blessed to have, <laughs> we're, we're so blessed to have a, an owner who actually cares about winning and like really, really cares about winning. He's very competitive. Well, look, the money the money is the main focus, but yeah, he does he he does invest in winning, and that's of the course. difference. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, you can have both. He's proof that you can have both. But... He's a smart businessman. He knows that you can win trophies and invest at the same time. And he just put together a a merry-go-round of uh, of like a managerial cycle, but like that's the only that's probably the only consequence of him mm -hmm. running the team the way the way he does. And it's resulted in countless countless silverware. So uh, I'm happy yeah. about that. <laughs> Can't complain too much. Like a, tr like a right, trophy a year, pretty much. Yeah, let's uh let's get back to this Fulham preview. Um. So we haven't been beaten at home against Fulham since the 1979-80 season, uh, and this was in the second division at the time. We were, or we were in the second division at the time. So a lot has changed since then. Uh, we are now the big brothers of uh, of what where it's it's in Fulham. Like Stamford Bridge is in Fulham. Yeah. So yeah, we are well, the big brothers in Fulham. Walking distance from. 
uh, no, I think it's actually like in it's the it's borough of Fulham. And I know it's on Fulham. It is. I mean, like, Technically, the it's the street in Fulham, as well. Yeah, it's a but, it's uh, like a stop or two away. All right, let's uh let's get into predictions, Zach. Is there any way we don't walk out of this match with three points? Uh, we just have to keep all eleven players on the pitch, and we should be able to. Um, but it, it's this is my only wish for this game is that we finish the match with eleven players, because if we don't, then that's the only chance I see us dropping points against these guys. I think they know that the league is, you know, a reach for them at this point. Um, mm. and they, and I, you know, they know they're going down, so. Yeah, it depends. It it it's good. It's tough. It's tough for them to get motivated to play, even though there is a chance that they can stay afloat. Um, when they it's it's it feels like an inevitable doom, that it's only a matter of time, and it's so hard to convince yourself otherwise. Yeah. But also, I don't want to get too cocky because I had the same exact feeling going into the West Brom match and. Uh, we all remember how that ended up. So, uh, I mean, it, it, it's it's I, it's okay to be confident, but I, I did ask, is there any this way we walk pool. out? Yeah, like I did ask, is there any way we walk out of here without three points? There is a chance for sure. I mean, if if if, yeah. if we're if we're asleep at the wheel, we're not finishing any chances. They get one. Josh Maja counterattack goal. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's possible. As long as they don't have a what's his name, Mateus Pereira, I think we might be good. But <laughs> yeah, well, no, he's he he's we don't see him again, so that's good. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go two nil. Yeah, we got to keep a clean sheet for sure against them. Um, and it's not asking. I would much. like. I mean, I would like to see team over in her start and i will predict him getting a brace zach i'm going to predict him getting the brace wow we mentioned it i think earlier. he is definitely coming off the bench <laughs> really uh yeah oh to keep I him think, healthy i think i think Havertz, ziesh i yeah i think Havertz, ziesh and mount or Havertz, ziesh and cho start up top Ooh. um cho brace I adjust my uh, I, I adjust if my Cho uh, prediction. If Cho doesn't start up top, then I hope he starts at wing back. I just want to see Cho. I don't know why we haven't seen him, but um, I, you know, he has against teams like this. We always talk about him being the better option at fullback because we're going to be seeing a lot more of the ball. He's going to be in one v one situations. He's going to find himself in the box more. So naturally, you'd want an attacker there. Yeah. Um, I just want to see a rotated side man. I, I I don't want to see the same lineup against Real because that team that that team that played today we're recording this on Tuesday night isn't going to have the same energy levels uh, even though there's a three day break um, it, it was a long season and there's a lot of games to still be played so I think rotation is going to be the thing I'm looking for the most and then obviously um, you know a relatively strong lineup I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Tammy start this game. Um, because they do struggle to keep the ball out of the net. So, hey, here's an idea. Let's start a striker. Isn't mm, that shocking? I don't know about that one, Zach. That's a weird. That's a weird plan. 
I would like to start tanning. I really I mean, would. Yeah, I would, but anyways. who knows? I I think yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked though. I, you know, now that, now that you say it and I think about it a little bit, I wouldn't be surprised. And I I think it's I just, probably likely. Because I'm thinking, or Giroux, um, you know, or Giroux. I think more likely Giroux. The person I'm hesitating on is Mason Mount because I don't know if he starts this game or not. I don't want him to. Like my initial gut reaction is I don't want him to play against Fulham or at he least probably start. will. He probably will though, yeah. But I'm if he good. does, then Tuchel better pull his ass out with at, like the at like one the hour 60th mark. minute, yeah. Yeah, give, give me an hour. Um. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. If Mount doesn't play, then then I think one of our strikers gets into the front three because we just don't have that many options, uh, and and we won't play a two. We'll we'll continue to play a three. So, yeah, um, I think that's the only way we'll see a strike. But anyway, Sam, that mm-hmm. does kind of bring us to the end of the show. So just to kind of recap, it's been a fucking fantastic week for Chelsea Football Club. Uh, solidified our position in fourth place uh, in the league. Quickly followed up by uh, did, did did we talk about Kulisic's goal by the way? No, did we, we mentioned mention his name it. on a We should mention it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christian Pulisic scored. Uh, yes, an American scored against Real Madrid in the Champions League semifinal. It's no European Super Cup, but we'll take it. <laughs> um, so yeah, until next week. Hopefully, we get three more points in the bag against Fulham. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Romans Empire Pod. You could also email us Romans Empire Pod at gmail.com. Uh, we're going to be recording most likely this weekend after the Fulham match. So make sure you look for our pod release uh, in the beginning of next week. And until then, keep the blue flag flying high.